Hello and welcome to What the Buck. My name is Jennifer. I am a labor and delivery nurse and a certified labor doula. This podcast is created to inform and empower every woman on all of their options surrounding their pregnancy. Join me here every Monday at 9 a.m. as we dive into all things prenatal, birth, postpartum, and so much more. So let's jump into today's Welcome to another episode of What the Bump. It has been quite a while since I recorded a podcast. Between being a doula, our business, What the Bump, um, just our doula business growing so quickly it has been such an amazing blessing. It's been an amazing journey. And obviously I have a seven-month-old, so um, I can't believe she's already seven months, but it has just been crazy over here. I really have taken a backseat to the podcast and it's not going anywhere. It's something that I absolutely love. I was doing weekly episodes and that's just going to be too much for me to keep up with. So I'm going to try to get back into, you know, doing every other week. And then when that becomes manageable, um, going back to doing weekly episodes would be amazing. But today, this podcast is me solo recording. You guys have requested, I've had a handful of people actually ask that I do a podcast episode on becoming a doula and kind of my, I guess you could say like professional slash career history. So that's what I'm going to do here today. I'm going to share with you guys um, the route I took to becoming a nurse and then why and how that transitioned me now into becoming a doula, how I got started into doula work. And hopefully, honestly, for anybody out there that is wanting to become a doula, there are amazing, great resources out there. But hopefully my story can um, maybe even give you a couple tips in making this actually a career because it's the best line of work in the world, in my opinion. <laughs> However, Going back to the very beginning, when I was in high school, I wanted to actually be a firefighter. And um, I love all of our first responders, so much respect to firefighters, police officers, anybody on the front line. But my dad looked at me and kind of said, well, I think that nursing would be a more stable, more manageable, um, more feminine career path for you. So I don't agree with that statement. However, that's what my dad said. I was in high school. So I was like, okay, that's okay. That's fine with me. Like I'll go to nursing school. So my high school offered a dual enrollment program where I basically my junior and senior year of high school would go to college classes. So that is what I did. They paid for it. So it was an amazing way to kind of get ahead on college um, for free. And it counted actually the whole like dual part of it is it counted as high school credit and college credit. So yes, um, I sacrificed kind of my junior and senior year of being in high school and really experiencing that. But I still um, did take a study hall and in art class. So I would get to go to my high school every day for a one hour study hall and a one hour art class. And that simply was just so I could go and see my friends and be in the high school and participate in things like spirit days and all the just fun things that you get to do your senior year. So that is really how I kind of got my foot through the door. And after I graduated high school, I had about, I think I still had two years left of nursing school or maybe it was a year a year and a half because I had to really do my clinicals. So when I came out of the out of high school, I had to start my nursing clinicals. They don't let you normally start those and actually be able to go into the hospital until you were 18 years old anyways. So I mainly did a ton of prerequisites. And then when I was finishing, it was mainly just like the actual nursing courses. I wasn't having to take things like English classes and science classes and all that kind of stuff on top of my nursing course. So it was very manageable. Actually, I got an associate's degree from a place called Owens Community College in Toledo, Ohio, which is where I lived and went to school. And it was a great experience. Um, 
I truly recommend community college to people wanting to be a nurse because you can get associate's degree and just start working right away. And then there are so many easy online platforms to bridge in associates in nursing to a bachelor's whenever you, you know, want to. But as far as like pay right off the bat and graduating nursing school and getting a job, there's really no difference. I was working alongside of nurses who had associates and bachelors. We were all making the same amount of money in the same exact positions, doing the exact same things every single day. We were all registered nurses and it just gave me such a quick start into this career. So I got married in 2018. We moved to Charlotte and I had just graduated nursing school. So I got a job in the emergency department and I started working there right off the bat in 2018 as a newly graduated little baby nurse. Funny, really funny story going back to that. Before me and Ashton got married, we wanted to move to Charlotte. We knew we wanted to move to Charlotte. So we came down and took a weekend just to spend time in Charlotte to look around at apartments. I had an interview with another hospital and they actually ended up calling me back the next day and offering me a position for a kind of like a med surge rotating type of position, which I knew wasn't exactly what I wanted. But at that point, I was kind of willing to take anything as a new grad. There was another hospital that we actually were driving by that was in the area and they had a sign out front that said that they were hosting new grad interviews. So I literally looked at my husband, I was like, hold on, like, let me out of the car, let me run in here really quick and see if they are still even doing the interviews. So I walked in and I said, hi, like I'm a new grad, um, I'm gonna move down here within the next you know, couple of months. I was wondering if I could talk to somebody from labor and delivery and interview. And they said, no, labor and delivery is already full for the day, they've already hired on all their new grads. Um, but I do think that the ER might have a spot or two left. The manager has already left for the day, but I can walk you down there. And if she's still in her office, you could talk to her. So long story short, they walked me out to the ER. I talked to the A&M and we instantly, you know, clicked. Um, I love her to this day. I think very highly of her. She offered me the position, I think the next day and it was exactly what I wanted. It paid a little bit more. It wasn't a med surge rotating. It was strict ER day shift too, which was amazing. It truly was such a blessing. And I worked in the ER for a little bit over a year. I absolutely loved it. I I think at least I was great at it. Um, just being so young, quick on my feet, eager to learn. I just, I just learned so much. I absorbed everything in that ER like a sponge. And of course, you know, being from a small town and being so young to be thrown into an ER in a huge, fast growing city was very stressful. Honestly, it was one of the hardest years of my life. Not only was I newly married, moving and living in a new city, but also 20 years old, being an ER nurse, seeing, of course, very traumatic things. Um, it was definitely very difficult. I brought work home with me a lot. I didn't really know how to cope or process. Obviously, you know, people would die being an ER nurse. That was a kind of normal thing that we would see. And it was really, really hard for me. I truly remember looking at my husband and being like, I feel like in the past year, I have aged a decade in one year. And true, it was, it was just really high demanding, high stress. It was a lot for somebody who was 20 years old. But in the same breath, I absolutely loved my job. I absorbed everything like a sponge. I learned more than I ever thought possible and I would not have changed it at all. However, one night at work, I hit a breaking point. I'm not gonna share too much about this, but I had a patient and I will never forget this day because it really it really made me realize like, okay, I think you know I could come back to ER nursing one day if I want to, because I do love it. I do believe I'm good at it. I do believe that you know I'm being used here to make an impact and to you know save the lives of people. But I hit a breaking point. I had two very critical patients and I needed to be kind of in both rooms at the same time doing a lot of things 
I'm trying to be as vague as I can about this, but they were both extremely sick and uh, fighting for their lives for sure. And I couldn't leave one of the rooms and I kept being told you need to be in the other room, you need to be in the room. Nobody was really helping me. I felt like it, it was just kind of a mess. And I drove home that night and I was like, you know what? I think I'm finally done. I think that that is my breaking point. And I sat in my resignation the next day, not really knowing what to do. However, I, my, the one A&M who I said had hired me there and who I'd interviewed with in the start knew that I wanted to do labor and delivery. And I spoke to her and she was so kind enough to send over a letter to the labor and delivery unit that I really wanted to work on and just basically give a letter of recommendation for me to transfer over to that unit. And I interviewed over there. They hired me and it was kind of a seamless transfer. And I started working at the labor and delivery unit and I absolutely loved it. I, I totally fell in love with it. It was exactly where I wanted to be. The ER, while it's a great place and like I, I mean, these ER nurses who have been doing it for so long, I just, I commend you. I truly think so highly of you because it is such a hard place to work. And I got out right when, right before the word COVID started floating around. So I could not imagine being there through the pandemic because it was already a madhouse. We already had some days, 40 people in the waiting room and hours long wait times. There were people who would be having like Gosh, I remember once somebody had a seizure in the waiting room because it, we just couldn't see the amount of people who needed to be seen. The demand was insane. So all that to say, I would look back at the ER and say and think, you know, when I was in the ER, I was seeing people on the worst days of their life. And I felt that. I remember the backlash and how rude some people would be. I had been chased. I had been spit on. I had been, you know, kicked and tried to be bitten and fought. And it was just the worst day of people's lives when they were in the ER. And there were some kind patients, but the majority of it honestly wasn't. And when I switched to labor and delivery, I thought, how amazing is this that I went from seeing people on the worst days of their life to now being able to see people on the best days of their life. It is night and day different. It's the only field of nursing where you're going to be seeing people on such a happy day. And it's not always rainbows and butterflies in labor and delivery. We do see very traumatic things. We do see loss of babies and pregnancies. And it's so hard and it's so sad. But the majority of the time it's a beautiful amazing moment and we get to be a part of it and we get to just witness the miracles as you know babies take their first breath and are born into their parents arms it's just such an amazing thing so that really is I mean it was an obvious choice to make that transition and deep down my passion was always labor and delivery my passion was always you know watching babies be born or being a part of babies being born so the the call was very easy to answer when you know the right doors opened so that is why I made the transition. And as far as my experience in labor and delivery, I was there for just over, let's see, October, two years. And I actually went PRN, which essentially means as needed when I had Adeline and have recently actually stepped away completely. So it was an amazing two years, the best of my life. I felt so fulfilled there. I absolutely loved it. I loved my coworkers. I loved what I did every day. It was amazing. And there are days I still sit here and contemplate <laughs> if I should go back as an as-needed nurse. And who knows, I might. But right now, it is so crazy with what the bump that I just don't even think I could. But 
it was the best two years ever. I learned so much. My whole world shifted. My whole focus shifted. I fell into this podcast and just loved sharing the education because as a labor and delivery nurse, I loved to educate my patients. And I was like, I wish I could get these kinds of, you know, this kind of knowledge into their hands before they came in to have their baby. And that's really where the podcast kind of started from was me just wanting to provide education freely to people before they ever got to the hospital to have their baby. So yes, labor and delivery, it changed my life. Um, I, I, I truthfully miss it. I love what I'm doing right now, but I do miss labor and delivery. So why did I leave labor and delivery to become a doula? The answer is kind of what this podcast was even made to do. I felt like patients came in a lot and did not know much about labor and delivery and they're not necessarily supposed to you know you've you most of the time you've never given birth before you're not expected to know all these things but I felt like I could make an impact and a difference giving you know prenatal education being able to you know be with a woman throughout her pregnancy and just kind of be there to provide support emotionally physically educationally But then also, you know, I wanted to be there through a woman's birth and her labor. My biggest pet peeve of labor and delivery nursing was the fact that 7 p.m. would hit and I would have to clock out and leave. And I cannot tell you how many times I had, you know, my patients just crying literally because I was leaving and they had bonded with me and trusted me so much. And now a new nurse was coming on who was great, but still it was new and a new OB or a new midwife. And it was going to be a whole new team to help them continue to birth their baby where you know they bonded with me and they felt like they really knew me and that just broke my heart to see I really wanted to be there consistently and never have to clock out Um, and I wanted to see these people postpartum you know every once in a while you'd have patients find you on Facebook and add you and it was so amazing to see their babies grow and to remember you know that you were a part of that experience for them but I just knew that I could make a bigger impact and immediately my thought was to become a midwife uh med school was out of the question I was not becoming an OB but I thought okay if I go become a certified nurse midwife that kind of answers what I want to do I would get to be there with women prenatally I would get to do their prenatals I would get to do some education I would get to you know help them birth their babies in the hospital and I would get to see them postpartum like that that that's great but um the school was a big barrier the and and who knows I might do it again one day um go back to be a midwife but not right now um but the schooling I knew we were going to be starting a family soon I didn't really want to go back to school I had actually just finished my bachelor's degree through western governors online and so I'm like jumping back into school right now just isn't really what I want to do And there were other berries, you know, as a midwife, you do clock out. So even if you'd been laboring a woman all day, you do leave at a certain time and another midwife comes on, which is, you know, a blessing in a lot of senses. Um, But there were a lot of reasons. I didn't want to be necessarily stuck to the hospital and working for the hospital. And um, I just wanted a little bit more freedom. And yeah, it just, it kind of led me down the path of becoming a doula. I got pregnant and I started hearing about a doula I had worked with a couple on and off and I had known what a doula was for being a labor and delivery nurse but I didn't know that much about it so when I got pregnant and I wanted an unmedicated birth I hired a doula and worked with the doula and she was great about kind of sharing everything with me about the doula business and um she really helped me just to kind of get started into this entire thing so after you know having my daughter and having a doula I decided to go full force into this business I got my certification through pro doula I highly recommend it um it is just it's 
I don't want to say it's easy because it is a great curriculum, but it is kind of the fastest way to get your feet wet in the birth world. I know Dona, um, they require you to do some births to be to get your certification. Um, ProDoula does not require you to do any births to get certified, and that was huge for me because I had already been a labor and delivery nurse, so I was like, well, I'm not going to you know do five births as a doula just to get certified when uh, you know I do five births all the time. Um, so that is really what drove me to Pro Doula. Their philosophies on things. I just, I really love their agency and I recommend it to anybody um, who is thinking about becoming a doula. Check out Pro Doula, go to their website, look at their birth courses. They are virtual still, I believe. Mine was virtual because it was in COVID. It was, I think, like a weekend long, maybe three or four days. Don't quote me on this. Um, it pretty much all day long virtually. And it was a great course. I, you know, a lot of it I had kind of already known from being a labor and delivery nurse, but it definitely forced me to take my hat off of being a nurse and think more like being a doula. And it really helped me to be able to do that. So during my certification, I really started taking clients full time in, I would say like January of this year after I had Adeline and I was able to go PRN at the hospital because prior to that, working full time at the hospital and taking dual clients was just impossible. You never know when somebody's going to go into labor. It was just way too hard to juggle and to balance. So I started taking clients full time and it has just been incredible. You know, we have our Instagram page, we have the podcast, I have now my doula partner, Mariana, who is working with me, who actually we met through through the What the Bump podcast. She came on the podcast and shared her birth story. And I was like, wow, we have so much in common. She's a labor and delivery nurse. She is amazing. She um, has a six-month-old son. Um, she was also a doula like it seriously we had everything in common and we tell each other every day like we are so blessed to have found each other because picking a partner in this type of business you can't do it alone because you're on call 24 7 but picking a partner is the most important thing that you will do picking somebody who's going to be your backup who is going to you know take this wild ride of being a doula on with you and we are so lucky to have found each other because we are two peas in the pod we are almost the same person I can confidently tell my clients if I were to ever for some reason not be able to make their birth and Mariana shows up you're going to be so happy you're going to be like wow, I'm really glad that Jen is sick today because Mariana is, you know, the best. So I can really confidently say that. And I'm so blessed and fortunate to be able to say that about her. She is amazing. So we are kind of the duo behind What the Bump at the moment. And like I said, it's just been amazing. We have been growing and being able to serve more families and just help them feel prepared and confident for birth. It's such a beautiful thing. But like I said, I did the pro doula training. And then, you know, the biggest thing I think that people who want to explore this kind of business want to know is like, how do you get clients? And let me tell you guys, first of all, there are probably a hundred other podcasts out there. Doula of the round table is a great one, but that are going to be able to give you so many more specifics and tips. And the pro doula training also helps you with this. I do not know much truthfully I'm just going to share what I did what I've seen success with so of course I already had the podcast going and that has been an amazing resource it forced me to not only educate myself and you know read into so much evidence around birth different birth practices um I had the Instagram page that was also already going, which has been a huge help. I started just getting connected in the community, which I already kind of had an input, of course, by being a labor and delivery nurse. I'd already worked with a couple doulas. I knew a ton of midwives. I already had exposure to just so many people who work in the birth world. Um, But the other thing was just creating a good website. I created a great website. 
we did some advertising. You can do like Google ads and things like that to kind of get your name out there. But the biggest thing, the end all be all, the biggest way to grow your business is going to be time because word of mouth in this line of work, I feel like I have learned is everything. Nothing is going to get you more clients and bring more people your way to create such a big impact as somebody saying, yeah, I worked with this doula. You know, she, let's say she tells five of her friends. Yeah, I worked with this doula. She was amazing. Um, highly recommend her. We had a great experience. And then over the next three years, let's say all of those girls get pregnant or, you know, even a few of them do. And they're going to come back to that friend and say, hey, what was that doula again that you talked about? And there's a couple more clients. So truly the biggest way is just focusing on the clients and the people you have in front of you and being the best that you can be for them, making the biggest impact in their birth, giving them the confidence and empowerment. That way they feel like they're just educated and just ready to to really voice their needs and wants and concerns around their birth, you giving that single client a great experience. And I know we can't control the birth outcome, so I'm not talking about a great experience and you know sticking exactly to their birth plan. I'm talking about just no matter where their birth goes, making sure your client feels loved and supported and encouraged and like they were able to have a voice in their birth and make decisions in their birth. That alone, that client telling you know so many other people about you is the best way to grow your business. It simply takes time. Um, and I'm super grateful to have had such great clients and experiences, but that is my biggest tip, honestly, is just to like, let it take some time, um, create a great website, you know, do a little bit of like Google advertising. Um, I used Fiverr, like F I V E R R.com and they have tons of kind of like freelance, um, freelance people on there I guess you would say that do different things so if you go on there and you type in like google ad help or whatever there'll be tons of people on there that you can literally hire to help you create a google ad um and that can be a big help that's definitely something to market yourself make some business cards drop them off at local businesses that cater more to pregnant women connect with people over instagram like i said the podcast gave me so many connections i interviewed chiropractors on the podcast pelvic floor therapists newborn sleep specialists postpartum doulas birth doulas lactation consultants i had connected so well with a lot of people through the podcast and that has been such a big blessing um I'm trying to think really of any other big tips. I really think you guys time and word of mouth is going to be the best thing. Attend attend meetups in the area. Um, follow people on Instagram. Message people on Instagram. Ask them to get coffee and you know say, hey, I'll buy you coffee. Can I pick your brain for a few questions? Nobody's going to say no to that. At least I wouldn't. So um, even me, you know, I, I don't know everything. But if I ever had a up and coming doula reach out and ask for you know help or advice, I'm so willing to jump on a call, a FaceTime, meet you for coffee, anything like that. Because this is a line of work that you cannot walk alone. You are on call 24-7 for your clients, no matter when they go into labor, when they feel like they need you and they need support you have to be there so this is not something that you can do alone you need a good partner in my opinion I love I love having a partner we take our own clients but we are always backup for each other we always know each other's clients to some extent I, I highly recommend doing that. If not that, you need to just have a solid person for backup because you never know when a sickness is going to hit you or one of your kids or, you know, crazy, crazy things happen. So you have to have somebody else to walk through this line of work with you. Lastly, kind of a little bit more of the logistics of getting clients and stuff. I could never cover all this. I could probably make a podcast on each different topic. Um, but as far as like tracking clients, doing contracts, sending invoices, all those things – I really love um, Dubsido. It is a platform where you can just 
you know, upload your clients to it. You can create a contract through it. You can also buy um, ProDoula. That's why I love their agency. They have amazing resources for things like contracts, backup doula um, client contracts, there is just so many resources that you can kind of purchase like PDFs to help you get started. And so much is going to come with just attending births and experiencing birth. You're going to learn so much about just the way that providers function, the way that the birth world functions, the more so like role of the nurse and the role of the doula and a lot of things that you're going to learn through your doula course, whatever one that you choose to take and a lot of things that you can learn um, just online and through listening to podcasts, like I said, the Doula of the Roundtable podcast is so amazing, but so much of this line of work, you're just going to have to learn through experience. And it's totally okay that in the beginning, you might not know, you know, a ton, you might go into a birth and not exactly know every single thing that's going to happen. And um, it's so much of it just, it takes time and it takes experience. So you just have to be willing and ready to jump in, to listen to your client, to help them to have a voice during their birth and make them feel empowered and educated. And at the end of the day, you're going to do an amazing job, especially as you just continue to learn and just to navigate this world. It is ever changing, like everything in the medical field, or at least it should be ever changing. Sometimes it can make, take some time to bring about change, but either way, Um, time and birth experience is going to be just one of the biggest, most valuable things to you. And um, I hope this provided you guys just some value. I hope that you guys kind of enjoyed listening to my story a little bit. I am so thankful, honestly, for my experience as a labor and delivery nurse. And I, you know, do not take it lightly that that has given me a huge edge coming into this world because I some days would have, you know, do two to three births myself as a labor and delivery nurse. So I know that that has given me such a a, a big edge and so much education. But in the same sense, it's not always the best thing because I also really have to try to separate my mind from the roles of a nurse versus the roles of a doula. And I have to kind of shut out hospital policies that I've been told for years that I have to follow and know now that, you know, maybe that's not how things need to be. And maybe that's not even an evidence-based practice. It's just what it's just a hospital practice. So, you know, yes, there are so many advantages and I'm so grateful at the end of the day, but it has taken a lot of kind of mental backtracking for me to kind of undo some of these things that I've been told for so long. So thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Please let me know if you have any other questions. I'm always available. You can find me on Instagram at whatthebumpclt or my email is hello at whatthebumpclt.com and I am more than willing to help you try to you know answer any questions you have and guide you in the best way I can because the more of us that are out there impacting the lives of these families and their births in such a positive humbling way um, the greater chance we are to be able to just bring about change in the OB maternal health world. It's such a great line of work to be in and um, definitely gives us a lot of opportunity to make such a big impact and I'm so grateful for that. So thank you guys for listening and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of What The Bump. Make sure to follow us over on Instagram at WhatTheBumpCLT. Check out our website WhatTheBumpCLT.com. Make sure to leave a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you are listening on. And tune in every Monday at 9 a.m. for a new episode. Remember that this podcast is for educational purposes only. I will see you next week in the next episode.